Okay, guys. Mr. J. Edgar will be here soon. J. Edgar is a political commentator. He's a federalist. Is that how he defines himself? I'm going to ask him about what he is. What are you, man? This will be a podcast in a couple days. You can follow him at Ed's blog Twitter over there on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Federalist 10, 10th Amendment enthusiast, enthusiast trying to make it in a world uh, dominated by two authorities, authoritarian parties. Host of Contemporary, half of the Red and Ed show. Um, Red and Ed is, I think, 530 on uh, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays, and Jay Edgar goes live with Contemporary, I believe, around 8 or 8.30 Eastern Time every weekday. Let's get the guy on in the room. Bam. This will be a podcast in a couple days. Thank you, Alex Woofy, for uploading this stuff. Let's do it. In the building? Hello. I think I got to go mute my stream here. Oh, yeah? Jay Edgar, are you listening to your little intro? Yeah, I was. Cool. Are you still a uh, Tenth Amendment Tenth Amendment enthusiast? The Tenth Amendment is the best amendment. What is the Tenth Amendment? All powers not delegated in the articles preceding or the amendments that precede this are thereby relegated to the states. Yeah. Okay. And so that should be, and that's what a federalist is, right? That is correct. All right. Got gotcha. you. Cool. So I was gonna. So. All right. I mean, so, I mean, I just gave a little intro. You do contemporary. Does it start at eight o'clock Eastern time or eight 30? When does contemporary start? Usually about uh, eight Oh five Eastern time. Okay. I try for eight, but sometimes I sleep. Yeah. Gotcha. And, <laughs> and so red and that is six 30 on Mondays, six 30 Eastern. Yes. Cool. Yep. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I, I wanted to talk about politics and stuff. And I think later in the interview, we might get into the, um, like the audit and the election stuff, but I'm going to turn off YouTube when we talk about that. So that we'll do that later. Um, so so when, basically yeah. I have to continue with the narrative of uh, Joe Biden is the most popular president in history. And he got the most votes that anybody ever got even more than Barack Obama, Hong Kong. Yeah. I mean, uh, as John Lennon said, uh, I'll say what John Lennon said about the Beatles is um, he's more famous than Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so yeah, we'll talk about that later because I, I want to turn off the YouTube stream as late as possible. But when do you think, when do you think, okay, the 10th Amendment was in the Bill of Rights. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. the 10th thing. There, there's 10 amendments in the Bill of Rights. Like the 11th is the first one after that, right? That's correct. When do you think that specific amendment first, because it's completely defunct like i've 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 heard people say that we're in a post-constitutional society government i i tend to agree when do you can you point to a time where the 10th amendment was like first started getting shit on or the the biggest time in in the last 100 years or something like that what's your thoughts on the history of that um well i mean i could make my own commentary on this and say let me i just want to see when this was ratified for a second Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the bill of rights i think was about was it seven years after the Constitution? Um, Let's see. Um, the Tenth Amendment was ratified on December 15th of 1791. So I believe the first time it started getting shit on was December 16th of 1791. <laughs> okay. So uh, one of the yeah. big ones that came out of that, though, that a lot of um, libertarians and federalists both sent, uh, tend to agree on is the fact that um, I think Lincoln was the worst violator of it or the first bad violator of it because you know suspension of habeas corpus you know you can't secede and we will have you back in our country no matter what if we've got to kill people to do it that kind of thing i think that was a big part i think that was a big part of what killed it 
Mm. I so, think that was a big part of what ended it. So you're not a Lincoln fan? I mean, it's cool that he did the Emancipation Proclamation, but, you know, he kind of went through some shifty ways to do it. Agree to disagree. Uh, just about the former. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, Susan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I fully went anti-Lincoln within the last three or four years. I mean, it's like, you know, we had the chance. Now, I know that people say that uh, George Washington, there was like the Whiskey Rebellion. Uh, George Washington mm-hmm. basically, you know, did kind of the same thing against his own people or whatever. But Lincoln really proved it that you can't leave. You can't, yeah. you can't leave. And d- d- is, is secession specifically mentioned in the constitution? I don't believe so. I don't think it is, but like treason and stuff is, it's like all about your definition of what this stuff, like high crimes and misdemeanors is what it says for, tr- for impeachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and tre- treason defined in the constitution. I, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's defined, but I don't know, but my point is Lincoln really proved that you can't you can't just leave for whatever reason. I think almost any reason is a good reason. <laughs> if you, leave it to somebody from Illinois to fuck it all up for everybody too. Yeah, Kentu- the Kentucky Illinois border, right? Wasn't he actually uh, for, like Kentuckian? I think I don't know that. Uh, I know that he was from Illinois because the college that my second fiance went to made a big deal about Lincoln and his history. So I knew he was from Illinois and then they moved the college to Wisconsin for whatever ungodly reason. I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so at that point, you know, Lincoln kind of sealed the deal, but like, okay, so I'm going to present you with an argument that I think is a terrible argument, but it's very, very common amongst like libertarian, especially anarchist types. And I know you're not, you're not one of those, Um, but they say, um, you know, the constitution resulted in the biggest government of all, of all time. Therefore the constitution is a bad document. And I would say, I'm not, I don't agree with that. I think, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I disagree or agree with that, but I do, I do think that's a bad argument. That's like saying the Bible resulted in, in uh, gay pride flags at churches. Therefore the Bible is bad, but it was really like deviating from the Bible that, that went bad. If, if we would have stuck to the constitution, maybe it would have been okay. But how do you feel about that? Are you, I'm sure you've seen this on this argument on Twitter hundreds of times, but what's your thoughts on that? I actually haven't seen it, but I can, uh, I can bunk it in just a half a fucking second. Mm. Like exactly like you said, if we follow the constitution, then we wouldn't be seeing half the shit that we're seeing today. The Constitution was one, and I'll draw on your religious background for this, the Constitution was not something that was meant to tell us what to do. It wasn't a set of Ten Commandments for us. The Constitution, when you boil it down through its legalese, through all of its various different parts, the Constitution was basically one single commandment for the government of thou shalt leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. In some ways. Right. I mean, it doesn't, you know, well, it's interesting is that it delegates it to the states. You know, it, it, that's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a commandment for the federal, the federal government. What are some things yeah. that it says in the constitution that the, I mean, it says it can conduct war. It can print money. Um, mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how far that's in the constitution. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It, it, does, it does. It does. It, it, it says it delegates that to, uh, to Congress. Because that was all private banks at the time that the Constitution was coming out. Yeah, it definitely says it. it it's it's one of the uh, um, the one of the tasks of the legislature. 
Uh, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution specifically gives Congress the power of Congress. That's half your problem right there. Mm. The power to borrow money and also the power to coin money and regulate its value of both the U.S. and foreign coins and regulate interstate commerce. And that was the big part of it. It was was a series of articles, five articles, and at the time, 10 amendments that constrained the federal government from impeding in your life and gave – the federal government the ability to regulate interstate commerce that's all the federal government is supposed to be Mm. is interstate commerce Mm. that's it but nothing inside of the state yeah yeah and if you just read the constitution we almost could do that with the stream i mean i have some questions about other (laughs) stuff too but but like if you just go through the constitution we don't we don't respect this shit at all well, it's because nobody knows what's in it. Yeah. There, there are only a handful of people in the world who've ever read the Constitution. Yeah. Did you have to in school? No. You did? I did. Yeah. We had, to, we had like tests on it and stuff in uh, like 10th grade. How in God's name does Michigan have a better school system than Wisconsin? I don't know. I could I, see if you were in D.C., but. Yeah. I mean, I was not. And I was in the suburbs of, of Detroit, too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was in a pretty good area. Um but yeah, I mean, we definitely had, we didn't call it civics, but it was what was previously called civics. It was social studies. Um, what a grabbled term, well, so, social studies. Socialism yeah, studies. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had to, we did have to take a civics class, but we were actually pretty young when we took that too, which I think may have kind of changed the way that uh, things were. No, because we took uh, a specific civics class in seventh grade. Yeah. Like there was nothing else that go, went along with the social studies or anything else. It was specifically civics. It was a year-long course, uh, one hour a week in seventh grade. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm sorry, that's, one hour a day. That, well, I mean that's not bad. That's that's pretty – yeah, that's pretty young. I mean did you read a lot when you were a kid? Like you know, when you were under oh, yeah. 10? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's – I think that's one of the biggest things is just reading a lot when you're really young – Almost not regardless of what it is, but I think if you get the Bible in there, if you get some like history and you get some good fiction, then if you just read a lot when you're really young, it gives you a good foundation. But I don't, I wonder if kids for the most, when I was young, almost everyone read, you know, mm-hmm. and you're a little older than me, but now do you think kids are are, are reading? <laughs> Probably not, right? Text messages. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> well, and, but that was one of the things, too, that people have mentioned, the fact that cursive is going away in schools because all your founding documents are written in cursive. Yeah. I mean, they're transcribed to the type, but they're all written in cursive. Yeah. You know, I just got a, um, I just got a card from my grandma, and it was written in cursive, and I can still read it. Yeah. The, the, the skills never went. What, what, uh, you, you mentioned socialism earlier. What is your definition of socialism? Anything that the state does. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, it's common ownership. It's, that's exactly what it is. But if you actually do a socialism the way that it's supposed to be, A, you have to have a lot of voluntarism to do it, which we don't have because, you know, there are people that aren't going to want to opt in. But right. what we see it come out of it is socialism, which is enforced by the end of a gun. Yeah. You will participate, or you will wind up in a box. Yeah, I mean, it has to be right. That's why. That's mm-hmm. it. Ha- well, now the only thing I would kind of um, this has come up before. The only thing I would kind of disagree with on the definition would be the collective ownership 
is like communism and full communism is when everything is collectively owned. But it seems to me that the, the, the difference with socialism, there has to be distribution involved. That's when, when most people like talk about like, like, Oh, Bernie Sanders, but like, Oh, file departments, uh, you know, police departments. These are socialist things. These are socialist programs. It feels like that for it to be socialist, there has to be some sort of welfare. It has to be the ownership can't be collectivized at the top. It has to be, even if it's shittily distributed, it has to be distribu- distributed to people. Do you think there's right. merit to what I'm saying? No, that's exactly what it is in order for, and that's part of where it gets to it. It's, it becomes the collective ownership of it. It's, it's not that the resources can be like, you can't go out and own something without being able to give it to somebody else. What they try to do with that too. And when they talk about, you know, the example I always see was a meme that I found in 2018 that it's, and this was right after a big snowstorm where they have three plow trucks going down the interstate and says socialism at work. I'm like, that's not socialism. That's more capitalism than anything because it's these small local governments that are promising, Hey, we will get roads for you as long as you come into our neighborhood and pay taxes. Mm. Yeah. It's closer to, so what, what's your definition of capitalism then? Free market exchange. Yeah. Something that the U S government doesn't have anymore. Right. So you think that, so you would say that pure capitalism is uh complete laissez faire, like complete. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all right. It, but if, if a government has currency, isn't that on its face, not laissez faire. If so, like, you know, so that's if, correct. Okay. So you're saying the government shouldn't have currency at all. That's correct. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So you're, so you think that even constitutional purism, you know, is not, is not capitalism. Like if you give, if you give Congress the ability to print money and regulate it, regulate interstate commerce, that's not capital capitalism. Well, let me take that a step further for you. If you give Congress the ability to print money and regulate its value, then yep. they're going to take a little bit off the top yep. and give it to their political buddies, whoever's going to buy them the most votes. Mm. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Like, I think mm. I personally think that um, that it's not about I think the, the highest currency in Congress and in politics is favors. Favors and networking, like putting someone in a – now, if you put someone in a job, they're getting paid a lot of money, and they're getting a lot of benefits. So in a way, that is money. You know, um, That's, it's, that's it's, interesting coming from you because I thought that you would come out and say that the highest currency in Congress is how much you can give to Israel. <laughs> no. I'm not – I mean <laughs> I'm not as I'm, – I'm pretty bland on Israel to be honest. I just think we need to stop giving the money. <laughs> and I, do, I also like don't think – I think the triple parentheses, the Jews thing is honestly more funny than it is. It's not the highest level. I mean, that shit all the time. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think it's not true. I think there are. I mean, I think there's absolutely Jewish power. um, But I don't think that the Jews like run. They're not on like they're not in like the top five power structures. Like to me, they're kind of like their own useful idiot. That's why it's kind of funny. I mean, but if you do um, look at a lot of the lower level, I think it's a lot of like lower level, like degenerate journalists, a lot mm-hmm. of Congress people. But Congress people, I think, are kind of useful idiots. So the Jews meme yeah. is funny. That's it's like a, I'm like a centrist, not a centrist, but compared to the rest of the right wing, I'm kind of 
I just don't think we should have any foreign aid at all. I want no foreign aid, no immigration at all. Brother, you got to get on that Ilhan Omar level if you want to talk about the Jews. So, what do you mean? You know, you know that Ilhan Omar level that the Jews are the uh, the source of everybody's problems all the times, and it's it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but there is an interesting distinction between the Jews and Israel, right? I mean, because yep. now the people that are really you know what I call Ziocons, you know, they're, you know, look at their, you know, look at the religious freedom in Israel and look at the, uh, look at the free markets they have and things like that. But that's to me only possible because they have a hierarchy. Everyone in the world knows that Israel's a Jewish state. And so when it's like almost like everything in its right place, that's how I kind of feel about almost all countries. Like there, there, there should be some sort of hierarchy. I don't know what it would really be. And America's such a mess, but you know, but like the idea, like the people under the Jews in Israel are allowed to be that way because they never, they know the top dog is never going to not be them. That's how I kind of feel about it. <laughs> do you, uh, do you, um, <laughs> I don't know if I should ask you about this, but what, uh, <laughs> what's that word you use when you say like your, your like interest in, in women or whatever, <laughs> what's the, what's that word you use? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're pro-Semitic? A, no, you're like ju- a Judeophile. <laughs> I don't know if this Judophile. is a, a Judophile. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what it is because, like, if I if I get a crush on some woman and she's like not my type in any other way, I almost always ninety nine percent of the time find out somewhere down the line that she's Jewish. Yeah, so you don't even I don't like, know what it is because I don't yeah. specifically go out and look for it. It's just I find that down the line. Okay, so you're not like going out and searching for it. You just you just find uh, it out later. I'm not going to temple to go find a wife. It just happens to happen that way. <laughs> That's so funny. When you, when you the first couple of times I I heard you say that, I was like, Arr? I was like, say what? <laughs> like, like aren't you Christian? Like, what are you you trying to like be a savior? Like, <laughs> you you said it in Florida when we were hanging out that first time. And I was just like, Arr? like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny shit. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that on air or whatever, but I just like wanted to ask you about that that word. A, a Ju- Shouldn't it be Judeophile? I don't think so. I believe it is Judophile. Judo? That's like sounds like you're yeah. trying to go to a martial arts class and pick up a chick. Why not both? Yeah. You know, there's this one, uh that's actually interesting. There's this very prominent judo is, is Israel. Is, is, Israeli? Is it it's is Israeli, right? Not Israelite. Mm-hmm. Israelite is like Old Testament and black, right? Like old black Hebrew Israelites and, um, yeah, is, Israeli. Do you know who I'm talking about? It's like Gail. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna give you any, any ideas. <laughs> so, what's your position on foreign aid? Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, not. It's done. Do you think we should do um like? We were just covering the G7 before this. Like, I was saying, you know, there's this one clip of, like, what's your position on, like, a, like the importance of perception, perception on the world stage? Like, you're a federalist. You want it to be, you want most things to be delegated to the states. But what is your, your position on, like, posturing, power dynamics, and, and, like, perception on the world stage? I mean, I probably, you probably want us to appear strong. But what, you know, does that mean, like, what's your position on that? Well, in spite of making myself sound like even more of a redneck than I already do, 
Um, I actually would say that my position on posturing and imaging the world stage is, hey, we told you guys that we don't give a fuck what you think about us 240 years ago. Yep. This is what I was just saying. Like, if you, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, if, if, if the president, whoever is, was just like, we are not going to like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring, we're going to focus on American manufacturing, cleaning up the immigration system and cleaning up the morals in this country. We're not going to interact with you until we do that until these goals get achieved. That's a pretty strong position. Do you agree? Yeah. 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 I I mean, when we go to these, these summits here where we've got the the president Hong Kong over there saying, uh, where where are we going to be back on the stage and diplomacy is going to be here? Well, diplomacy from everything that I heard out of the G7 is we're going to bend the fuck over and take it from whatever European nation wants to draw from our bank account. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't fly with, I don't drive with that shit. Yeah. That shit's bullshit. Yeah, and it's very, like you said, it's very un-American. Getting we st- the, one of the things that almost all the founding fathers were big on was like no foreign wars, <laughs> no foreign wars. Yeah. Where our, you know where we have like a mandate from God, we have this land given to us by God, and we we should you know kind of do our own thing. And and I do realize how hypocritical this all sounds for me with a French producer. Yeah, French. Wait, what? Producer Pepe. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, I I had no idea about that. (laughs) I was like, what? You got people working for you now? No, I got Producer Pepe. Always looking over my shoulder. Yeah, he got me too, though, man. Well, everyone knew he was always rapey. That's why I hired him. Yeah. (laughs) They got me too, so I hired him. So you got to, so he's there to make you look less creepy? Yes. Man, yeah. So he's here to draw the file, uh, draw the fire while I'm being judophilic. Yeah, <laughs> that is a funny word. Um, <laughs> what about immigration? What What's your? Are you? You know? Do you build the wall, line the border with uh, with armed men, the northern border too? Like, what's your what's your position on immigration? I am actually very very pro immigration, but not the way that they're doing it now. Like I. I part ways with this is why I don't call myself a libertarian. This is why I took on the federalist mantra is because I am very, 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 very border hawk. Yeah. You you can come. You just have to go through the process. Yeah. But what if what if. OK, so, you know, that's what if what is the number, though? Like, what is the number and how much can they change a culture before it becomes a problem? Like, that's why I'm anti-legal immigration, too, because it's like I do believe that they bring a culture that is not really that American. And it's not like necessarily about a white thing, although America started as a white nation. Um, But I'm not a white nationalist, you know, but but and it's not about like but i also don't believe race is just skin like if there's i'm i'm of the belief that if there is a biological marker called skin and there's other like group there's group statistics that go all over like you know like black people and hispanics vote almost entirely democrat um not that i am a republican they do what uh the, the black people, maybe, yes, because they've been told that they're going to get reparations Dude, for Dude, it's years, like 75% Hispanic, Hispanic bro. is – We've done Hispanic shows on this. is shifting hard. Is it? It's shifting in a hurry. 
Okay. It, it is 75%. I'll give you that, but it is shifting the other direction because of the Catholicism, because of the enmity to the Catholicism and the religion. And in spite of everything else, the Hispanic um, population from these countries is still highly Catholic. Keep that in mind. Okay. And really, if they keep trying to tear down the patriarchy, the black uh, boat is going to be off their fucking uh, plantation, too. I don't think so. Because that's a very patriarchal society. I don't, dude, I think that it's, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, and and you know me, if, if I, if I'm wrong, I'll just say I'm wrong when it happens in five, five or 10 years, but there's something that that's going on where they're making this cult, this culture un-American where it's like, it's a custom thing. I want this to be an English speaking nation. Um, and like the Catholicism, cool, man. I mean, a lot of Catholics are fake Catholics, like, like more than half, you know, you know, so like but i'm saying like the customs the tradition the um the the language the the it's called culture man and i i, I there's that's why i i don't want them changing what like what percentage would be the right amount is, is that's my kind of like rhetorical question like if it's 75% democrat now what is it going to be 70% in a couple of years, it's, it's like two, it's like past the point of no return. It's like, I, I just don't feel comfortable with legal immigration, especially for just economic reasons. That's all that like the pro immigration people say pro legal is like, Oh, it, it's like they're hardworking people that influence the economy. Like, is it okay? So here's a question. Is it mm-hmm. a, a country's right to do things in their supposed economic lack of self-interest like against their self-interest is the is it their right yeah like, are we are we am right I, is the right to do that okay so yeah, yeah. Okay. it's okay. just like if if i've got a friend who has a lottery addiction it's his right to do i can step in and say hey you know this is this is making you broke man i mean it's your money it's your right to do it but uh hey maybe we have to have an intervention it's the country's right to do that and if we have to stage an intervention we need to stage an intervention mm. But yes, it is still it's still your right to go do be however fucking stupid with your money you want to be. And hopefully you've got good enough friends or good enough allies to come in and say, come on, sit down. We, we got to have the talk. So what do you think needs to be cleaned up about the legal? Like, do you think that you so you're a border hawk? So am I. Um, what do you think? I mean, there's these big pillars of the legal immigration system, like birthright well, citizenship, what, you know, all that stuff. What do you think reforms need to happen? One of the biggest problems that I have with the legal immigration system is the way that people perceive it to be versus what it actually is. And I mean, if you look into some of the immigration documents and some of the immigration passages in the Constitution, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the executive branch, that's one of the few actual purposes and um, um, purviews of the federal government is the fact that the executive branch gets to decide who's going to be in my country and who isn't. Mm-hmm. So we do still, and we, it's, we can't just do a blanket thing either. As much as I know the left says, oh, so a lot of problems, we do just blanket amnesty. No, we've got to set these people through the system, get them go down, do their paperwork, let them know why they would be an asset to this country, and then let a judge on an individual basis, not a collective basis, but an individual basis say, okay, you look like you're doing good. You look like you're doing fine. Um, yeah, I have no problem with you being here. You look like you're going to be a an asset to our community or another guy. Oh, I don't give a fuck if you never knew this country or not, but you can't be here because you're being a drain on our resources. Yeah. This can't be a collectivist thing. And no. that's been my biggest problem with politics is, as how it's been, is it's always collectivist. Mm. You have to be this way. Or, you have to either be completely in support of immigration or you're a racist bigot. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's not collect. I mean, you're right that it is. There's a huge collectivist element to politics, but that's more just like black and white thinking. What what you're describing, N- not you, the way you're thinking, but like you know that that one or the other. That's more like the West is all about the false dichotomies, man. That's like the Western mm-hmm. post enlightenment way of thinking. Or it's almost like Greek Hellenic is that way as well. Um, let me read you some from the Constitution, and then I'm going to read something from the uh, the Immigration Act about 10 years after. So U.S. Constitution grants Congress the responsibility to establish a uniform rule of naturalization um, determining how how immigrants can become citizens. So th- that kicks it to Congress, right? Um, do you think that that should be – like you kind of just said a judge – um, what do you think? I don't know. Do you think it should be a judge or do you think it should be Congress? It, it's everybody. It's all three of them. Congress mm-hmm. makes the rules as to what it takes to get in. The executive decides as the final say, because he's the executor of the law, who gets in and who doesn't. And the judiciary reviews the facts. Mm. So yes, it should be a, a, yeah. all three. It should Congress be, makes the yeah. rules. Congress makes the rules, the judge uh, makes the decisions or reviews the facts, and then, I'm sorry, they don't make the rules, they review the facts, and then the executive makes the decision. That's the way everything should be, but our government is so upside down that, you know, and I was just, I was listening to our resident Satanist over on YouTube beforehand. Who? Six. Oh. (laughs) And he was talking about the fact that, you know, it's so many of these people, especially on the left, but. On the right, too, there are many of them that think that, that Congress should just be a rubber-stamping organization mm. as long as one party is in control of everything. You know, oh, hits the House, boom, hits the Senate, oh, signed yeah. by the president, and it's automatic law. Like the yeah. law city of Nepidos, if, you, if you're that geeky enough. <laughs> I'm not. What is that? <laughs> um, yeah, how much do you remember from the PS1 era? Oh, snap, a little bit. I don't know. You Try remember to... uh, Legend of Dragoon? Yeah, was a I do. Holy one. crap, man. Yes. Disc four, they had the Lost City where the laws were a commodity. You were a dork. <laughs> what a dork. I have no, like, this memory. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but I do know what you're talking about. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so, um, okay, so my point is this. The first immigration act in the country said that immigrants c- should be uh, white men of good moral character. Okay. And that doesn't mean all the free white men of good moral character. Um, that was, you know, a lot of the founding fathers were still around at the time. Um, and that's, and that's just like the truth of what they wrote. Right. Um, just like the second amendment says what it says. What do you think? What's your thoughts on that? The first, you know, that this is like 1799 or something like that. Well, I, I mean, I understand the idea. I understand um, the thought behind it because at the time, legally, according to the documents, white men were, were people. Everybody else was property. Mm. So I can understand that. But, I mean, it's the same argument. Not that everyone else. Say the Second Amendment. There were free black men. And yeah. not, not everyone else. That's not true, man. Yeah, that's not true. Just and and they they fucked up by not handling slavery in the Constitution. But that doesn't mean that all black people were property or all non-whites were property. Well, women too. Keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they meant that. E- I don't think they thought that either. Like that's not really how patriarchal traditionalists saw their wives. Not as pr- I mean, maybe, but they were still like like you have to square. I, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the way that they saw the, their wives and. In- 
the family. I'm talking about the way that the law was written. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, what do you think about that? So do you think, yeah, I guess, so yeah, my, my question stands though. Like, why, what do you think about, like, okay, so here's my point about the leftists, okay? If the leftists, it's, it's almost like you can't pick and choose, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, if they wrote something into law after the Constitution, they have a point where they say the Constitution's like a white supremacist document. Mm-hmm. So well, we have amendments to take care of that, which we've yeah. got amendments that have changed the definitions of who is a person, who yeah. is a free man, who isn't. After, that's been amended after Lincoln. After the fact, after Lincoln, who you hate me, but I'm on I'm on your side with like I hate Lincoln too, but like I'm saying. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate because obviously I'm completely anti-leftist, but they have good points in their mm-hmm. like worldview, you know, like they have good points where it's like, if they said this about the, um, um, if they said this about immigrants or whatever at the time and they made, uh, amendments after the civil war, but you're like pro South or pro Confederacy. Like I am, um, how does this, I don't know. Do you see how they kind of, they kind of are right. Like their, their worldview has like, has it by the balls a little bit. Well, they pick and choose so they can make their worldview have have it by the balls. Mm. Mm. So they pick and choose. They they ignore the fact that somewhere down the line, somebody said, okay, we done fucked up and we can have these people in our society again. And they also ignore the fact that for the most part, yes, it was legal to own slaves, and usually it went by a color class, but it was a few big business plantations in the South. This wasn't a universal thing. And like in Wisconsin, there was never slavery. Mm. It was never there. It just it didn't happen because people looked at this and said, this is bullshit. We don't want to do this. Yeah. It's weird, and man. And they looked at this and they said, okay, we're going to change the law because this is bullshit. We don't want to do this no more. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean – it's man, I think we're in a really, really sticky spot as far as like the system is not built on like objective truth. I don't know when it it stopped being. I don't know if even the Constitution was even built on it. Um, I mean, you look and in the Dec- Declaration of Independence, it says, says all men are created equal, but people could own slaves, mm-hmm. you know. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's weird. It, like that's what I've been kind of toying with li- lately, at least la- the last year or so. It's just the idea of the West is almost built on like contradictions and false dichotomies. It's really, really weird when you like are honest about it. And it's like that's what all yeah, society is. Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you they think look the- at something? Go ahead. Uh, do you think the Bible is? To an ex- uh, extent, just based on, you know, what it, and some of the other things that were going on around the known world at the time. With the Bible, you are only getting one side of the story. Hmm. Most of the side of the story that comes from Israel. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, because those were yeah. the, they were the writers. It's, it's, not, it's not a slight against the Bible. It's the fact that they were the writers. But there was, I mean, Hellenic culture was going on at the same time. Um, the Arabs, uh, had a large control of swath of, uh, the Arabian Peninsula, um, Africa believed different things at the time. The Norse were going on at different times. It's, mm. it's coming from, it's a lot of the uh, same ideas and a lot of the same laws are out there. The, the moral code is there and it's inscribed and the Bible was able to come out and put it into ways that people could understand universally. 
That is one of the strengths of the document. That's one of the reasons it survived for 5,000 years and still used in common parlance today. Yeah. Because they take universal ideas like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not take people's stuff and put them in a way that's understandable. Right. See, I mean, I, I think you're right on one hand, but I, I just think that the the Christian view on the Bible, like you're 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 not wrong about what you're saying, but you're you're taking like a, a like almost a secular view on the Bible, like a like a Jordan Peterson whether the whether God is real or not, the Bible is a useful document that did some things. But I think I believe that the Bible is a revelation from God, and yeah, I mean God. You know, there are times in the Bible when God did the writing, like the stone tablets for the mm-hmm. ten, ten Commandments. But, you know, of course, men put ink to parchment, whatever they were using back then. But the, re- right. the, the Bible is a revelation from God, and the people that he chose were the, were the Israelites at the time, were the Hebrews. Um, yeah, the Bible, the, the early history of the Bible is very complicated because you're not really told – what all the different other nations were doing at the time. But I agree with you mm-hmm. that it's like a useful document, but they're like, and there also were other societies going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't agree that it was like built on contradictions. That's where I don't, uh, don't, don't I, I think like the, the West is like built, especially I, let me, re, let me rephrase like the enlightenment, the enlightenment and everything since there, since then, like, so all of liberalism, is so liberalism being like I don't mean AOC I mean like George Washington to me is a liberal like like Thomas yeah. Jefferson Oh absolutely he yeah. was progressive at the time Yeah like so to me like that worldview to me like the the bible isn't built on contradictions but liberalism is and you know the bible is like very anti-liberal do- document like we're bond servants of god in the bible Um yeah yeah, it's but 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 yeah. Do you but like that? That's what I see as like the contradiction of liberalism. I mean, we let's, we're gonna move on to something a little less serious in a second. <laughs> yeah, I think you look forward to it. Um, but yeah, do you see? Do, did you see? Do you see the the Enlightenment as a liberal liberal movement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're changing the way the society is running. Anyway, anytime you make a massive change to the way society goes, that is a liberal movement. Whether it's for good or for bad, you're still making a liberal movement. If you're going into Marxism, that's a liberal movement because you're changing the way society operates, and it's bad. If you're going into freedom, given a point where we were coming out of a monarchy where the king owned everything and you were lent everything that you ever needed, whether it be land or guns for defense or swords or armor or whatever the fuck it is, you were being lent that from the king, and the king owned everything. So for us to make a nation where all men are created equal and we don't have to bow down to a man, that was a very radically progressive and liberal idea at the time. Hmm. Do you know, is that how property rights worked in, in the UK or in, in Britain back then? Like, was it literally your property was the property of the king? Yes. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but when you boil it down and boil the legalese out of it, for the most part, yes, that's that's what it meant. Well, I mean, in that he could seize it at any time. Yes. But they can do that now. Yes. Okay. I don't care for that, but yes. But so, I mean, is there such a thing as private property then? Mm, with taxation laws the way they are now, no, there's not. See, I don't, I don't, th- I don't agree with that. I think that proper private property existed in both systems, but 
but it's like that threat of coercion is also hanging over your head. I still think that it, like that microphone is private-ish property. Mm. Mm. Private adjacent, let's call it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think this question has come up before. Like, yeah, like if 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 the king can take it at any time, it's almost like you know, if a kid has a toy, you know, is that your mm-hmm. toy or is it your parents' toy? If they can take it at, at any time, but they're not, whose toy is that? It's the parents' toy. Okay, <laughs> but not the one that's in mommy's drawer. Oh God, gross. Um, okay, um, okay. So here's okay. The other day you're in the live chat. Um, I don't know. This might be more serious. I'm not sure why. Okay, so I'm gonna go to your your profile real fast. Um, mm-hmm. It says so. Th- I agree. So I agree that that both parties are like authoritarian or totalitarian or whatever it is. Yeah, two uh, enthusiasts trying to make it in a world dominated by two authoritarian parties. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, first of all, before we get into that, which Congress people do you like? Do you none of the above? None. You like Rand Paul? No, he's kind of cucked on things. Mm. I, I go based on what they do more than anything else. I, I don't really collectively come out and say, I like this person. I like that person. It's it goes on the day i've agreed with aoc biscuit i said ted cruz is a liberal fucking cuck i've said rand why the fuck did you do that i said oh, justin amash you're a crybaby i've said all this stuff before mm-hmm. i especially with the fact that they're trying to di- dictate what we do down here in the ple- in plebe land yep. I, I i can't give them a i like you or i don't like you i do like cinema i do like kirsten cinema i don't know much about her What's, I like how much name? she's pissed off everybody else in the establishment mm-hmm. for the most part. Like she came in and she was supposed to be this ultra progressive socialist icon because she was a lesbian and she's got to fill the, she's got to check all the boxes and she's just continued to fucking thumb her nose in everybody's face. And I like that. Mm. I, so, I do enjoy that, but I know that she would just as soon take all of my fucking guns and all my property away from me at the same right. time, as long as she could get it past the filibuster. So, okay. So the other, uh, I think last week at some point you were in the live chat and you said a couple things I wanted to ask you about. Um, number one was, uh, the right wing sucks. And you said after that, that our, it's like our goal should be to be left alone. Okay. Our goal should be able to be left alone. Right. Okay. But what if there was this imaginary, imaginary situation where that was not possible in our lifetimes? And I think you can probably tell that I don't think that's an imaginary situation. That I think that that's it patently true that we will go to our graves with basically like libertarianism or ba- or non interventionist government or whatever you want to call it being about the same that it is right now. I don't think this is imaginary. I think this is real as shit. Um, that it's a power. Boy, it game. almost sounds like there's no such thing as private property. I mean, I don't I don't agree with that. I'm talking about political power. I'm telling you, you have to grapple, in my opinion, you have to grapple with the fact that, in my opinion, a fact, that political power is not going away. We are not going towards, the libertarians are not going to win. I'm sure you've seen what's been going on the last couple months, especially in the last couple, couple weeks with them. They are irrelevant. Libertarianism is irrelevant. It's, and it's just a bunch of people jerking each other off, man. And so you have to deal, to me, you personally, or anyone that's like, Anyone that admits that or 
you know, d- doesn't want to debate that has to admit that it's like, it's not about party. Like, I don't like the GOP. If there was an America first party, I would, that started today. I would, I would be down with it. If it was actually America first, um, like hard, right. Um, what do you agree with me that being left alone is not an option? You should still be striving for it, even if I do agree with that. And yes, I do agree with that because taxation is going to be everywhere and the government needs to get their cut. But that doesn't mean you have to sit down, lay down, bend over and fucking accept it. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, you, have, to fo- you have to force it through force. If you want to be left alone, you need force. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm actually making a pro fighting argument, not a pro mm-hmm. political fighting, by the way, for fed boys or whatever. I'm, and I'm serious. I'm not like just dis- disclaimering in a video game. I mean, not even in a video game. I'm talking about political power. Like you have to fight much like you're I'm trying, trying, to save you here. trying to win a, win an argument. Like, but you have to fight. I'm saying if you want the libertarian, leave me alone future, you're not going to get it from leaving people alone. That's the, the mm-hmm. contradiction I'm kind of talking about is like, you will never achieve it through leaving people alone. So you like almost need a King more than you need like decentralization. Now I want both. I want like a decentralized big power, which is a massive contradiction, but that that's what I kind of see is the, that you will never get it by leaving people alone. And meanwhile, that the, like the, the cultural pervert left is advancing on people's mm-hmm. kids. Your thoughts? Well, you need to be homeschooling mm-hmm. first yep. and foremost. Yep. That, that should be the first thing, but no, it's, it really is. It's, you should be, I'm not saying that you should just leave everybody else alone. I am, I'm very pacific in my own life. Like I don't go out and seek what others have. Mm, yeah. But that ends at my fence. And if you come seeking what I have, you're most likely not going to leave. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get a warning. You, you, you will get the opportunity to modify your behavior. Mm. I don't believe in shoot first and ask questions later, but. If you, if you don't take that uh, opportunity to modify your behavior, you won't get a second opportunity. Dude, um, but you should be striving to be left alone still. I, I'm not saying it could, it's going to happen because yeah. we have authoritarian government out there that says, me, 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 mine, mine, mine. But you should still be striving for it. You should be doing it. You should be working on finding a way to be off the grid, to not depend on your government's infrastructure off the water. Not that you could be completely off of there, but you should. And I'm not just saying this by the fact of you should be doing this to give the middle finger to the government. You absolutely should. But (laughs) it's on top of that, tornadoes happen. Earthquakes happen. Shit happens. You should be able to go for an indefinite period without having to deal and work with government funded stuff. Mm. You should be able to live off of your own property with the stuff that you can make. Yeah. That's where I go when I say you should be striving to be left alone. Right. Because you should be in a situation where you don't have to depend on somebody else to come and help you. Mm. And you're doing that now. You've got the eggs, you've got the garden, I've got the big garden sitting outside. In spite of the fact that I rent, I've still got a massive garden. I've got a massive garden sitting out there because the supply chains got interrupted. It's not that I didn't want to go without having the grocery store across the street. It's that, you know, if a gigantic F5 tornado touches down in the middle of the grocery store, and then wrecks the front end of my truck, I'm fucked. Mm. And I've starved to death. Whereas I can sit here and I can grow green beans, can them, store them, and eat them. 
when the tornado hits the mass of our grocery store across the street. Yeah, I agree with every single thing you just said. Like, and I'm I every single thing, and it's not a but. I mean, that's like a good message. Um, I do think that it's like the it's it it depends on because uh, it's on that level. Like, you are kind of. I dare I say a libertarian and I am still on that or like self-reliance agorist or, you know, like, but I think that, you know, when we talk about the right wing or like political power, it's, there's kind of like the large scale, the medium scale or who it affects at the large scale, the medium scale and the small scale. You, you, mm-hmm. what you just said is basically all the, like the small scale stuff, you know, like grocery stores, mm-hmm. supply chains, your own personal life and things like that. But it's like the top level stuff. I mean, like the, uh, the America first people that I listen to are like the, the, like for instance, like Paul Gosar. Um, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with, with um, he's a no congressman. Um, he's the only one that I think he and maybe a couple other people are like what I would say are like good or like Steve King. I like, I like him as well. Um, and I don't know what their views are on like, expanding taxes and stuff. And I'm sure if they wanted, if they were pro bigger taxes, I would definitely not be down with that. Like, I don't think there should be any more taxes, but there is like, there's incursions happening, happening into the American culture from immigrants and from the left. And I think like center right is the left and everyone to the left of that is like insane. Um, But these moral incursions, like the fight over like, teaching kids gay stuff is not a right wing problem. Like the right wing is making zero. They're trying to protect and they are, they're actually protecting the kids here. That's why it's not a, I def, I almost, when I'm making my points, I almost never say the words Republican or conservative or red. I say right wing because it's like the cultural right I almost any almost every cool person I know is culturally right wing and that the power is divided up through political means. So it's not a party thing, but it's like these moral things, these moral issues. I think they have to be solved politically or or physically. And like throw people in jail or pass laws, which throw people in jail <laughs> and take their property, you know? And I, I don't like, so I just don't see there's not a way that this gets solved other than through a war or politics. These, these like ki- stuff with kids, stuff with like degenerates, uh, you know, people sucking the resources of the society. There's, a, there's very few options. There's, there's politics, there's war, there's being, there's ignoring it. And that's what I think like a lot of the libertarian types do. They just ignore it and have their small battles. But meanwhile, there's this like tidal wave of degeneracy coming our way. And that's what I mean when I see, see say the right wing, I don't mean Ted Cruz. I don't mean, but I mean like this shit needs to be, get solved. Do you? And I don't know. I, I see, and I stay out of the LP side of thing, like yeah. the actual, the party libertarian party stuff except when i see a really really good burn yeah then it's, I I mean, dude, it's entertaining as shit i love i don't like a single post i don't reshare i just scroll through the timeline i'm like damn <laughs> what was the what was the one i did i i got a 
go find that one, the good burn. But what I'm saying, I, I do see a level of structure and authoritarianism that is coming out of the LP. Mm. Yeah. Whereas most of them should just be out there to go and say, okay, well, I got a bunch of guns. I got property. I, I know I can make my own stuff. Leave me alone. Mm. Yeah, they're they're falling into it hard. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I kind of think that's kind of human nature, man. I think that's like why w- one of the reasons that I, I think the Bible is so true, because it's kind of like just explains sin and how like no matter how in- well intentioned your LP is, you're, like, humans are humans and we crave power. OK, so it's, it's this one here when they were it was the LP Cathedral talking about the LP of New Hampshire, whatever the hell they did, which I don't care because they're all fucked up and they're big government anyway. But the LP Party Cathedral says, this is about resisting tyranny. And Amanda Jean hits back and says, unilateral uh, unilateral purging of members and the entire board without a vote and rewriting bylaws and oaths is not how liberty works. You guys will dry up funding as much as you dry up pussy. <laughs> what? Okay. And I... Okay. Go ahead. Okay. No, uh, well, no, no. Go ahead. Finish your finish your, your thought. I, I I looked at that and I said, "Well, I stay out of party drama, but I can still respect and appreciate a good burn." Kelso would be proud, and I put the Kelso old burn picture under it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Do you do you know enough to explain to the people what happened in New Hampshire? Because I kind of don't. No, I have no idea what happened. Well, okay, so I, I mean, didn't seek it out, and I don't care. Yeah, I mean, but well, that was still a good burn. They changed the bylaws, or like, okay, they they basically purged. I mean, the, I think the New Hampshire Libertarian Party Twitter page has changed hands like five times in the past couple months because they're tweeting out stuff that's like very contradictory of each other. And they have a check mark, of course. But I think that one of the like they came out in favor of child like disbanding child labor laws. And first of all, what are you, what's what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that should be deregulated? Well, considering the fact that I started working when I was 12. Yeah, we need to figure out, dude, we need like a, I hate saying this because this is like commie talk or Democrat talk, but we like starting anyone, anytime that someone says, Come on, comrade, let, let's hear what you have anytime to Anytime someone like starts a sentence with, we, we need to have a national discussion on blank. It's usually like gun, like, but we really, really need to have a national discussion on what an adult and a child is. Like it, and it's cause it's different in every single like field. And, and when someone says that they, they usually are like, Oh, creeper. You talking about sex. I mean, sex is like, th- that's to me almost the easiest one to figure out. You just like set it at an age where people can agree. And then you clamp down hard on the people that violate it. But I'm talking about like labor. I'm talking about like, pe- they want to like make the voting age 16, I mowed lawns when I was 12 or 13, maybe even younger, you know, but it's like, there's no really such, there's no definition for this shit. Yeah. And like, and like, and not to mention the sex stuff. And that's a problem. That's, I think that's liber- There's some libertarians out there that <laughs> anyway, I, don't know. I, I do remember when, uh, <laughs> I first started following uh, Sammy Sue Summer, where there was that Utah, that Utah congressional, I think it was a Senate hopeful, actually, where she had put out the uh, um, one of the tweets that said, if there was a libertarian dating app, what would it be called? And this touch between from fucking Utah comes out and says, well, it doesn't matter what it would be called. Would kids still be able to use it? And I just turned around. And I said, why are you looking for some? <laughs> Damn. And he oh, blocked me for that. Yeah. 
do you, you get blocked a lot, don't you? I do. Yeah, I don't. I never get blocked, dude. Because the thing is, I prioritize my show over over my like sick burns because I like having Twitter as a resource. Um, mm-hmm. So I very very rarely. Um, what did you What did you get blocked by Nick Fuentes for? Like, what I did you actually no say? I don't even know if I got blocked by Fuentes because. No, I said something. I called him up for when he tried to call out uh, Ben Shapiro in the street. I said, dude, his kids were around. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Be realistic here. But, I called him up for that, and then I've never seen a post from him again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's an interesting one. I At the end of the day, I would have to side with leaving Shapiro alone in that situation, but he didn't seek him out. I mean, he, he well, he didn't follow him or anything. He was like talking to people on a corner and saw Shapiro. I mean, the dude is all about getting the, the content or the soundbite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Fuentes, as you know. Um, but I also don't mind, you know, I, I have no allegiance to anyone as far as taking their side in a situation. I just think that basically Fuentes is one of the best, you know, he just has so one of the on best point. racists in America, dude. He's not like, I, what's, I mean, do you mean that? Or are you making a joke? <laughs> no, I'm just scrolling with you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like if you watch his show, he's like so on point with what the problems are in society. And it, you know, and I think he's funny. I mean, you know me, I like racial humor <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did you say, um, well, I didn't watch any of your streams where you said like Marjorie Taylor Greene is a plant. What well, I didn't know whether you meant that she's like a planted figure or like an actual like green plant. Like what 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 does this mean? Are MTG is a plant. MTG is a plant. What is, what she's, do you mean? There is no way. There is no way possible with as much research as they do to try and gain seats this, that, the next thing in the Democrat party that they didn't know what she was doing before she ran for Congress. What was that? They put her there. What was that? You know, this, this whole thing of, Oh my God, well, I, I'm going to be president Trump's right hand woman. And I'm going to point my AR 15 at the squad members and pictures for campaign finance. We didn't hear that before she was seated in office. Oh, I see. Yeah. There you're... is no, there is zero chance that we wouldn't have known that unless they were intending for her to be there. I didn't know she said that. She said yeah, she was going to air of... 15 at the squad. What's... There are actually pictures. There are pictures of her with a billboard of the squad and her AR 15 pointed at them. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi too. <gasps> Ooh. This, this is a woman is a fucking plant. They, they put her there specifically. They being the GOP. Uh, I was talking about triple parentheses. They, but oh, that way... really? No, I, I think it was the Democrats. <laughs> they, they either, She's either a useful idiot or she's working with them. Mm, you think she's a Democrat plant? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't know. I just saw you like say that that tweet. You just tweeted it out a couple times, and I didn't know what like you meant by that. So you think it's like a controlled opposition, or it, I think th- so. Yeah. You think she like benefits the Democrats more than than the right wing? Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know that much about her. I mean, I just I I, I know that she says she's America first, and I know that she uh, kind of trolled the Democrats. They put the trans flag outside of her office, and then she put like there are only two genders outside of it. So if you know, that's all I know. Yeah, she and honestly, if she was just doing that on her own volition, 
I'd say, okay, cool. If we'd have heard everything about her, but I mean, we hear, what, what do we hear about Doug Jones or not Doug Jones, the guy that, um, the judge, what the fuck was the judge's name in Alabama? Uh, Roy, Roy Moore. No. Yeah, it was Roy Moore. Yep. Roy Moore, when we found out like right before, when he was winning too, right before that, how he's trolling them all for kids and dealing kids and this and that and the next thing off a seat that was otherwise relatively safe. Hmm. And then we don't hear about the fact that this first term congresswoman who is in the news every single week now yeah. was on the campaign trail saying that she was going to take out Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think I it's, call bullshit on that. Yeah, I, I, I think that I kind of call bullshit on on most like Congress and the presidency. I kind of call bullshit on the whole thing. I think the whole thing is kind of fake and gay. Like especially yeah. Senate and Senate and the president. I think it's been BS for a very long time. It's a reality um, show at this point. Mm, it's like world. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, professional wrestling. I say the federal apprentice, but I can see where you're coming from too. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, do you think so? Do you think that you said earlier, like one of the first things you said in the stream, you said that um that you're like there. Congress is the problem. Like some people in the chat earlier said that there should be way more Congress people. Like someone said, thirty thousand to represent the number of people that are here today. Like, do you, they, do you yeah. that? I, I think they're right to an extent, but it would be hard to get enough chairs for that. <laughs> I mean, the chair manufacturers would be happy, we but zoom. Yeah. We that's zoom. there's that. Yeah. I mean, if, if we were actually going by the, the, the markers that were set out when the constitution was first founded, it would look like the galactic Senate in that chamber. Dude, that's tight. I think that's cool. Um, or you know, just, with the floating chairs that they all go down to the middle of yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there definitely needs to be some some reforms. But I was like, think that's almost like corrupt to the core right now. And it's you know, on one hand, gridlock is good. I, I get that argument about how like if 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 they can't pass any new laws, it's kind of at least stops it. But I don't know. I've mm-hmm. changed a lot in that way over the last year. It's like, I think you need like a large swinging dick or the country needs to break up basically. And, and like maybe a little bit of both. If we're talking like big picture, picture philosoph- philosophy, like, I don't know, I'm not advocating for anything. I'm not really like, I'm an observer. So I'm going to be here live streaming as, as, as long as there's, um, and I'm kind of speaking to anyone that might be listening. If you know, like, you know, um, like, I'm going to be here observing live streaming, enjoying my garden and my Wi-Fi. If the Wi-Fi and the, and the grid goes down, then we, we, we got big problems. But no matter what happens, I'm not like – I'm going to be observing. I'm going to be writing about it. I'm going to be looking at it. And But it's like it, – I really don't think that small government – decentralization is different than small government. Like, like you can have a huge government, but it can still be federalist. Why do you draw? Why do you draw the line at states? That's another question for people that are like um, de- decentralists, decentralizers, or whatever. It's like, why do you think? Like, why do you think the state should have dominion over the localities? It depends on the situation as to whether I see that too. My biggest thing, and this goes back to the representation thing, and really, honestly, the way that representation gets done. And basically also it comes down to the fact of 
you know, what Congress is supposed to be doing. You look at the laws that Congress is making right now our, our, and our federal Congress, the laws that they're making right now, the kind of stuff that they're making. Basically, it comes down to governing how you live your life. I'm not good with that because, I mean, even a first term or second term at this point, chucklehead like Brian Style in my district, I will never get within 100 yards of Brian Style hmm. ever in my life, ever, because there's capital security, there's enough Secret Service around him, I'll never be able to talk to him. I've, I've invited him on my show numerous times, and his press secretary just ignores me. Hmm. I will never get a chance to talk with my representative to the U.S. Congress. But I have seen my local representative, my state representative, three times in the grocery store. If you're going to make a law that affects how somebody lives their life, you should have to face them in the public square. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, you should. Yeah. Like, honestly, like open air Congress would be awesome. Like, mm-hmm. if it was like in, like, it was, if it, you could, look, you could do 30,000 Congress people if you held it outside on the mall. And, like, you could have people there to watch and, like, physical accountability right there. Yes. Like, so, so like, yeah, man. What a mess. What a dumpster fire. Um, we're going to do the lightning round. Um, J- uh, Jagger has been a wonderful guest. Um, please hit me with lightning round questions. And we're going to do some maybe some non-politics stuff. So maybe think outside the box uh, uh, live chat and hit me with some questions maybe about food, about sports, quick stuff that we can that we can discuss quickly through the lightning round. So I'll I'll go first. What is your favorite food to cook at home? Oh, there's so many, dude. Cuz you cook um, a lot, right? I do. I love yeah. to cook. I that if I had not, well, actually I was working on this. If I hadn't moved, I was actually in culinary school and you you know, you've eaten my food before. Mm-hmm. Even with an instrument that I'm not familiar with. Um I I'm a basic uh, Nordic person, though. Okay. You know, a lot of comfort food. Nordic Wisconsinite, a lot of mac and cheese, a lot of cheesy stuff, a lot of food. Um, with having just got off keto, I still do eat that way to an extent. So a lot of meats, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't eat as much mac and cheese as I used to. That's good. That's really bad for you. It is. Yeah, it's all but I love me. it. Okay, but what's your favorite food to cook? What's it? You got to pick mm. one. You got to pick one, one dish. I would say cheesesteak. Cheese it's something steak. I recently discovered. You oh make, yeah. You make your own cheesesteak. Yes, I do. Wow. It's very nice. I, I've never, I'm not a big, like, I love sandwiches or like, like, yeah, I don't make actual, actual dishes. I made my first quiche the other day. It was lovely. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but with uh, with having just been on keto, I actually didn't make. I've never made a cheesesteak sandwich, mm. but cheesesteak stuffed peppers are delicious. Yum! If you make a Philly cheesesteak and put it in uh, bell peppers, the best, and then bake it for twenty five minutes, wow. it's amazing. Oh, that looks good, man! Pineapple on pizza, love it. Love sausage it. onion and pineapple is my pizza. Sausage and pineapple. Sausage onion and pineapple. Onion pineapple. So what what would that be called? That's not Hawaiian because that's Hawaiian is with ham. I don't know. I just kind of ordered. I, I've never seen that on a menu somewhere. I just, I like sausage on pizza. I like onion on pizza and I like pineapple on pizza. So I said, Hey, why not put them all together? Okay. Um, ask him if he would change, <laughs> ask him if he would change his opinion of Lincoln, if he was actually a vampire hunter. 
<laughs> that show is so dumb, dude. I, when that came out, I've never seen it. I, I never know it's saw a movie. it. Either. Of course, I've never I, seen it. it was it? Oh, it was a movie. That's right. It wasn't a show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, are you filled with pride this month? I'm very proud. You're very proud. Very proud, yeah. dude. Pride Month pisses me it off. It sucks. And given my liber- like LP party libertarian co-host, that was an interesting conversation to have at the beginning of the show last week. Because I mean, I don't give a, I don't care who you fuck. I don't. You need to know that about me. Oh, as I long can, as yeah, I don't, as I, long as you don't ask care. me to participate, as long as you don't ask me to participate, participate, I don't care who you fuck. Just have fun. Yeah. Ream each other's assholes and tear Dis- each other's dis- rectums. Dis- I don't care. Yeah, I, I care. But I care deeply. <laughs> it's the kids' thing, and that's the first thing they do tax on the first of June every too. fucking month. Yep, tax dollars every too. every month. Yep, they're coming dude. every single June. Yep. Then yeah, they, and they and they MAPs mostly want belong you. in yeah LGBT, I, LGBTQIAM plus. I'm like, no, M is not a fucking thing. What do you Get think that that's that real, shit. man? Do you think that's real, or do you think that's like bots and and like actual trolls? I don't mean like in the way that we troll. Like, do you think that that's I think that that in our lifetime, we're going to see pedophiles as a protected class. I think it's coming, but I, that thing on Twitter where it starts like June 1st and there's just all the mm-hmm. maps, do you think that's genuine? Yeah, I think it's genuine because there are some fucked up people out there that have the proclivities and they want to be protected. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it makes me fucking sick. Yeah, it's gross. I think the whole thing's gross. Because um, I can like I can't unsee it because it's like once you deviate from the natural order, it's always going to end. And that's why I'm just anti-gay <laughs> like openly. Like, I mean, on one hand, I don't care. Like I, I care because it's a sin, but I don't like, I, I, I agree with the sentiment of like what two people do behind closed doors, but it's, it's gone way too far. And it's also about the root of the issue. Um, and I like, you know, I think that, the you know, this Ron Paul quote where he's talking about, I missed the closet. And it's like, uh, I've never heard that before, but yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever play hockey? I have never played hockey. You've never played hockey. Wow. I played a little bit like the, the gym class hockey, but mm. as far as on the team or whatnot, no, I've never played hockey. Yeah. Are, are you racist against non Wisconsin cheese? Yes. You are After having lived in, having lived in new England for two years and having only Vermont cheese available, yes. What are your favorite? What were your his favorite NES games? How long have you been gaming? Um, we got the NES in 1988. 1988. That's when the NES came out. No, that's when we got it. The NES came out in like 1982. Wow, dang, dude! So I my thought... parents brought one home in 1988. What's your, uh, do you have a favorite, do you like RPGs, right? I do. Um, as far as NES games, I didn't do a lot of RPG gaming on the NES. I think my favorite one, and even though it drove me absolutely insane while I was playing it, was the, the Turtles game, the first one that came out of the NES. What was that? Even though I couldn't get past the dam. The Ninja Turtles game? I never played for NES? Yeah. I played for Super Nintendo, or maybe that's Battletoads. But I don't remember. I don't think I was big yeah, was on a, NES. Yeah, there was a, a Nintendo game where it was. It started out at uh, over the top world, and then you went through various doors to go into various side scrolling stuff. And then there was this uh, this well known dam 
Like you had to stop and disarm bombs from blowing up the dam. And that was, that put a stop to most people my age at the time. Mm. I don't know. Because they gave you a time limit and it was almost impossible to do. And the controls were so fucking janky. Mm. You couldn't do it. I didn't do it until I was almost 30 before I finished that, uh, that particular scene. Yeah. Um, will J. Edgar ever be respectful of the Bush family? No. No, you never will be. Fuck the Bushes. Fuck mm. the Bushes. No. No more Bushes. A Bush should not be eligible. And I see that uh, George P. Bush is trying to run for AG in Texas right now against uh, Ken Paxton. A Bush should never be eligible to even be the city dog catcher at this point, as much as they fucked up the American political discourse. Mm. What, uh, what do you think is the worst thing about him? Which part? The... Taking paying for wars on credit cards, the going to war. Well, what was the matter with, to, with with HW? HW? Mm. He put a war on the credit card that we didn't need to be in and doubled our national debt at the time. I didn't know. Just didn't, to go bomb a bunch of fucking brown kids. <laughs> I fucking hate that phrase so much. I love you, but I hate that phrase. <laughs> I, I want that phrase to be stricken from any political discourse. That's the worst term. Like it's, and it's just like, it's, it, it is, I fucking hate it. Like it, it like almost, <laughs> there's very few phrases that trigger me more than the bot, like the brown bombing Brown kids, um, phrase that libertarians say, like, why do you, why do people say that Jagger? Because that's what they fucking did, but that's not that's why what... they did it, but it still happened. Uh, okay. But the, are you a leftist is my question then. Because that's how the left argues about race. They say that the reason for it is not; it's the outcome. It's the wait. Outcome. Would you rather would you, would you rather say that we should still be in World War Two because no, we shouldn't have gone and bombed no. a bunch of fucking yellow kids? No, I think that we should say kids. I think, or we should say foreigners, or we should say Iraqis. But the brown kids thing—it makes my fucking skin crawl. I mean, because it's it's really a leftist talking point. It's it's them that that it matters more because they're brown. That's the implication of it. And it's just like I've I've I mean I, this has been like five streams. No, no, you're the first one to say it, but you're my friend, so I can snap. <laughs> um, you know, but like whenever liberty, like they they say it in the same way every time, so that they could like if you say so, so like he did something, he ran up the national debt so that they could go bomb brown kids. You're implying that they intended for that to be the reason that they did it. Now, I think the reasons were worse. Like, I think it was like in the name of like globalist elite, you know, it's bad enough that they're kids, but um, I don't oh, know. It's, it's all about making sure that Russia didn't get that oil. That's great. That was over there. That is the reason. That is the reason. But dude, it, it, uh, God, it, tri- it I just got <laughs> triggered. The, the chat's calling me out for it too. Uh, yeah, because I brought it up in in the last like four li- streams that I've had with like Liberty people. Um, oh, yo, would you? This is a. Uh, do you? Should I do a gaming stream? Yes, everybody should. It's a yeah. good wind down. Is it? I okay. saw you were playing Elder Scrolls last night because your Discord gave you away. Really? Really? I had it open. Does it? What? Yeah, what you had it? it open. That's why. No, but I mean, it's like it's like. Um, if when does it show up just when you have the i i wasn't playing all night i had like the program open though um so um, what, how does I, it work i know with i know with fallout um as soon as i open up the launcher mm-hmm. 
um, down on the corner. It says playing follow, uh, whatever the fuck follow and playing. Yeah. So as soon as the launcher is open, it detects it. Yeah, okay. Well, gotcha. and Discord was a gaming platform too. You have right. to remember that. It's like the spiritual successor to Xfire. Do, do you think, um, do you believe in like the Reddit Discord gay pipeline? I've never heard of that. I've you heard, might have to give me some context. A lot that. of people think Reddit and Discord turns you gay. A lot of people, like especially Reddit. Mm. <laughs> oh man, Quest says I'm going to change my handle on Twitter to Quest Bombing Brown Kids Fanning. <laughs> dude, I hate it so much, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's anti-white. It's yeah, it's 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 obfuscate. Obf- obf- I, I have trouble with that word. Can you say that word? Obfuscate, obfuscation, obfuscation. But if to ob, but to ob obfuscate, obfuscate. Am I saying it right? Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. McConnell says brown kids are superior. Agree or disagree? Hmm. I mean, they're kids, no matter what. But they have a lot less protection over there than you know they would over here. Like we have to save our white kids. That's what it would be over there, or over here, rather. Yeah, you know, nimbious bullshit. And I just wish we'd never. I fucking hate it, dude. It, it triggers me so hard. Re, uh, Post well, says, I know what I'll be doing on Twitter later. Fuck. Uh, Reddit, <laughs> Reddit, <laughs> Reddit makes you gay. Discord makes you think it's okay. Dude, what, Discord got so graveled over the last few years. Yeah, they are so. Uh, are we still on YouTube? Am I getting that stuff shut down? Uh, we are still on YouTube, but. I think we're, we're okay. Dude, I, I mean, really, really, man, it's the election and COVID, dude. I, 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 those are the only things that really, um, that really, the, the, sorry, the chat is making you laugh, making me laugh. Like everyone's agreeing with those jazz. Uh, but yeah, so what were you going to say about Discord? It, I mean, it, it went mainstream. It got graveled, which is funny because that used to be like the, if you ask the leftists, it was like the Nazi pipeline. Oh, you're on Discord? You're going to be a Nazi someday. And now, like, Mobile Game X says, join us on our Discord, our official Discord. Mm. Yeah. Completely grabble. They're completely mainstream. Yeah, I, I still think it's the best, though. I think it's the best communication. I, I tried my best at Gilded, man. And I just don't That's like... Just, nobody has it yet. The interface That's is the hardest bug, part. dude. Like, the, it's so much harder to use than Discord. I like it's the the thing where you have like groups inside of groups. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. That. I don't understand it either. Yeah. I don't like it, man. It's just like, like discord. They really like it's, it sucks, but like discord and YouTube are still, they just have the best interface, man. Discord, YouTube, Twitter have like the best interfaces for what they're trying to do. Yeah. But it's also kind of nice because once uh, the discord gods find the midget NSA meme competition, in my Discord, I am probably not going to have a Discord anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're I don't think they're in our servers, man. I mean, like I think like if you have more than like f- how how many people you got in your in your server? I don't know. One, five, six, thirteen, plus sixty, seventy three. Yeah, I got like one hundred and twenty, like hundred. I, I just yeah. think that's very small potatoes. I mean, um, yeah. Do you hear this story about this? Uh... <laughs> okay, so there's this Christian dude that um, infiltrated the, a gay, like a gay server, and 
this is over like a three year period. He befriended all the admins and the mods, became a mod, became an admin, and then deleted the server. Like he, he was like based. <laughs> based. Yeah. <laughs> based. That's why like the other day when you were like when you like put just put the link in uh in my chat, I was like, no, I think I just read that uh that art that story. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool, man. All right, any more? I think we're done with uh, people just goof around in the chat. So, yeah, this will be a podcast in a couple of days. That was a good conversation, man. Is there anything you wanted to cover before we get out of here? Mm, I don't think so. When are you going to have my co-host on? Um, when am I going to have Elaine on? Yeah. Is that a thing? You should do that sometime. Yeah. Um, I'll think about it. I'll, th- I'll think about I, it. I think that would be a good conversation, especially with the Liberty stuff that's going on. I am. I bet you'd get really triggered. I'm so tired. Ta- I mean, I'm I'm getting pretty tired of having having libertarians on. I I think I need a break. I need like a two or three month break from libertarians because it is kind of like the same talk. It's like the same conversation over and over. This wasn't. You're not. You're not because at least we talked about like the converse. The, the sorry, the Constitution and stuff. Um, yeah. But it's like I think libertarianism makes no philosophical sense, and I think that like true libertarianism is atheism like to be like the real the world's real libertarian you have to be an atheist because you reject all rulers um at the end of the day we can like prove that you're an atheist if you're like a real libertarian and it's like yeah but the thing with that is is nobody's a real libertarian just ask them yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh everyone's saying that's what they're gonna do to my server (laughs) that's what katie said (laughs) her her, uh might be wrong yeah um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I'll think about it, but I'm just like, dude, I'm so burnt out of, if I'm going to have a libertarian on, I want them to have like a hundred thousand YouTube subs. <laughs> like I want them to be like so high profile that it like gets, gives me a big bump, but I'll, I'll think about it. I don't think, I don't think it would be a bad conversation. I just like, I, like I'm having Monica Perez on, on Thursday and well, she's me and her talk about stuff that isn't like libertarians because she does like the propaganda report. She's big on like exposing the elites. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last like I think I'm just getting tired of it. I need like a I want a leftist on. Who's a leftist you would talk to? Who's a leftist that I would talk to? Hmm. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to think of one right off the top. Right. Do you think uh, do you think Tim Pool is a leftist? Oh, yes. Yeah, I would talk to him. I got to get across the board going back again because there are a couple – actually, there are a couple that I would pull, including a girl who, like, used to be super based, and she was on uh, Ed's World, like, right at the beginning. And then she started dating a black guy, and now she's, like, super progressive. So I kind of want to get the idea of the – you know, what the difference is and how you feel differently because, like, you go from, okay, we're going to do these progressive – or we're – I'm sorry. We we go from the Instagram profile that says Carly loves breakfast and Jesus to, hey, put on shoes because the glass ceiling is shattered because Kamala Harris is the vice president now, and I oh. I, I want to see where that how that road gets there. I mean, I kind of know, but <laughs> probably should say on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Um. Last question. Um. I, I I misplaced this one from earlier because uh when we were talking about federalism, do you, well, do you think Ron DeSantis is, is the best governor? Mm, and if policy not, wise, yeah. policy wise, I think so, but he's 
he's he's profile seeking is what he's doing so mm. i don't know how much of the bullshit he actually believes and how much he's just doing to put on a show because he's going to run for president right yeah and i mean given the position it, that he's in i can't trust that right now does it matter what if a person it doesn't believe what they're doing but they never stop doing it that's part of the problem with not believing in what you're doing is you're eventually going to stop yeah. doing it yeah that's a good point but I'm saying, like, 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 for instance, that's one of the reasons. I mean, I don't like Trump that much. I mean, but when I did, like, when I would bring up that he's pro-life, they're like, he doesn't believe that. I'm like, but he, he's doing pro-life shit and never stopped. So I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that. I mean, I, 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 I care about uh, like the abortion thing so deeply that it's like, okay, so maybe he's lying. Like, I don't think he is. I think he is pro-life. But it's like, dude, he's our most pro-life president. So good. Um, but that's kind of the same thing about to say, I think that there is a element of, of, um, DeSantis not being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I, said, I said similar things about Walker at the time too. And I like Scott Walker. Yeah. Really? But I kind of knew that he was kind of positioning himself because I, he wants to be president and he was kind of a carpetbagger too. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's say, say, you know, the answer to your question is yes, that, uh, DeSantis is the best one. Would you rather see him in Florida or be the president? Florida. Me too. Me too. There needs to be a bastion. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Christy Noem is going to be the president. Yeah. Women forever in politics. Fuck that, dude. They need to go <laughs> home. Fuck that. No. No. No e-girls, dude. All politicians are e-girls. They need to get out of here. All right. <laughs> That's a good way to close. Um, Jagger, everybody, this is going to be a podcast in a couple days, so why don't you tell people in audio form how to find you and stuff like that, and then we'll get out of here. You can find um, most of my stuff is under my new extension, which is Jagger101, including the newly affiliated Twitch, so come on over. That nice. is twitch.tv slash Jagger101, otherwise youtube.com slash Jagger101, dlive.tv slash Edsblog Twitter. You can find all those channels there. Otherwise, just reach out to me over on the Twitter side. That is at Edsblog Twitter with a one in place of the eye. We'll get you hooked up. I don't discriminate in my Discord because, I mean... <laughs> If I did, then Midget would be gone. But uh, yeah, head on in there and come and hang out. Uh, we can get that linked up in there. And that's a fun time. At least you'll get some, it's quiet, but at least you'll get some really, 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 really dark memes. Absolutely. So. And we, we rated it the <laughs> other day. Yeah, we did a show on it. We used it as fun. Did, did you know about that? No, I didn't. I yeah, me, when I had John on, we did a meme review and we used your the, 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 that, that channel you're talking about as like fodder. <laughs> It was spicy. Um, before I forget, am I still hosting Contemporary? Yes, I've actually got to get that document done and figure out who's going to be doing what day. I'm still trying to find the fourth person for that week. Okay, cool. Um, just let me Fritz know. hasn't answered me. Okay, cool. Sweet, man. Great conversation. Love to do it again sometime and have a great day, all right? Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay. Take care. Peace out. Bye-bye. Much love. See you. All right. Jay Egg, everybody. I remember the music, guys. I remember the music. Okay. Hi. Hello. I like Jay Edgar. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's cool to hang with.